Hey, what's going on, folks? Welcome to another edition. This is the Live Life Aggressively podcast. Mike Mahler, Spencer Hogan. That's me. I'm not Mike Mahler. So, yeah. What's going on, man? Yeah, I'm right or not. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, have, uh, we have a killer guest on today, man. You know, yesterday we had a guy who sounds just like Morpheus from the Matrix movie. That He's was like hilarious, man. You know, I mean, today, we got a, today we got a lady who sounds just like Deborah Winger. <laughs> 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 Sounds kind of like the lead in The Good Wife as well. So, I mean, it's, we're, we're going to use her as a double for future episodes when we, we run out of guests. <laughs> no, but we have, a, we have an awesome guest on today. She's a incredible kettlebell instructor. I've known her for many years. She's put out several best-selling DVDs on kettlebell training, good follow-along workouts. She also has an extensive background in fitness, fitness competitions, just an all-around fitness expert. And that's Lisa Baelish, or as she's known in the UK, Lisa Balish. Kind of like Balish. <laughs> <laughs> when, I, when I was out in London, people were like, oh, do you know Lisa Balish? I was like, yeah, I think I know, oh. I know, I know a Lisa Baelish. <laughs> No, because you're, people know about your DVD out there. It was pretty cool. They're like, yeah, I've got her. I DVD. know. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, so oh, your stuff awesome. is sold Thank worldwide. You. Yeah, your stuff is sold worldwide. So quite a few countries I've been to, actually, your name's come up. So you're definitely making an impact out there. Well, thank you for saying that. That's awesome. Yeah, I do. I have sold quite a few to the UK. So that's really cool. I'm excited about that. Good deal. Now, now all you need to do is sell your trademarked outfit, the long socks, the CrossFit girls. They ripped you off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. totally ripped you off. I know. I know they did. I've been wearing that for many years. So, yeah. But that's cool. At least, you know, there's a lot of people now ask me if I do CrossFit, if I dress like that. I'm like, no, I just kind of always. <laughs> you got the pee-pee long stocking hair. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. That's the my long original. Socks, hey, at least you guys know me as the original of that. So that's cool. <laughs> Yeah, they also dress up guys like that in prison, like the show Oz. Oh, damn. When a guy takes the bottom position, they're all, they often have a similar outfit. So it must, be, it must be a lot of guys in there watching your videos. You know, hey, you know what? Take those sales. Like my, they're like, my soulmate, my soulmate would look great in that outfit. <laughs> Oh my gosh! You know this is like a comedy hour. I feel like you guys are both so funny. Oh my yeah, and I just come, I just pull this stuff out of the air. None of this stuff was even premeditated. I didn't. No, the first time, I the just, first time I met Mike, I could not believe how funny he was. Do you remember when we first met when Steve Crowder came here to do yeah. my certification? Yeah. And you came to dinner with us, and I was laughing so hard. I was like, "Who is that guy? He is so funny." So I've always just really loved your sense of humor. Yeah, Lisa's introduction to kettlebell people was Steve Crowder, me, and Kim Blackburn. Oh. You know, that, that <laughs> look how lucky a, I am. Quite a broad spectrum of personality. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> look at how lucky I am. I was very, very fortunate to meet now, all of you. So didn't that's you really cool. With, didn't you work with Anthony Delusional? Oh, no. Point. I actually, you know what? What's funny about that is I saw him very first on YouTube. There wasn't really any YouTube videos out there about kettlebells, and he was the first person I saw. And I was like, oh, so I really did like him. I thought he had a lot of cool stuff, and I thought he was really good at communicating about the kettlebell because I didn't know anything about it. So I kind of started off learning from him a little bit. So I think so I thought he was his, pretty good. What's the name of his business, Sincere? Knocked Out Gym or Punch Gym? That's it. Art of Punch. Oh, punched Out. Art of Strength. No, art of, I thought he was Art of Strength. Art of Punch? I was like, wait a minute. Um, it's, it's Art of art Strength. Of, Art of Strength Punch Gym, one of those, yeah, yeah, something yeah, like that's that. What it is. <laughs> well, we, we, early, yeah. early in the kettlebell world, we had way too many people that were reading Sun Tzu's Art of War. Right? I know so, exactly. Like, why are y'all so mad? The art of kettlebell training, the war of kettlebell training. Like, kettlebell. Why, the war? why is everybody in kettlebell so angry? What the hell, man? 
<laughs> <laughs> they're spending too much time doing the kettlebell snatch and not getting enough real snatch. You know? <laughs> no, they're spending too much time arguing about who's right and who's wrong, and that's where all the anger. And that's why they from. need to get some all other snatch in the world because you wouldn't have time to argue about those things. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, pro- the problem with people that argue about training is that they all have one thing in common: they don't work out. <laughs> you know? Ah, that's uh, a good point. That's a good point. All the rest of us are working out. We're not. We're too busy to argue about. It. And when you work out hard, you respect other people who work out hard, whatever the medium exactly. is. Exactly. Exactly. Well, you also have to respect that there's many ways of doing things, and yeah. that's what I get. I, that's why when I first came out with my stuff, a lot of people, those spark people, were like totally attacking me online. Like, I mean, you'd think I was Kettlestein or something. Oh, they were spark? chasing me with pitchforks. <laughs> yeah. Spark so people like, really? They had they had yeah. the nerve to try to come after you? Really? I remember oh, that. No, they they were hardcore, like hating on me and writing online that they they said I didn't even have a certification, which was totally untrue. I had two, but I bet you they were like just saying all Michaels kinds of horrible though. things. Well, I remember that. Well, they, they, prob- were, they were, yeah, they were saying stuff such as her technique is flawed and it's going to cause problems. I was like, look, I was and like, look, wasn't. I was like, I was like, look, folks, it's a simple thing. You're not going to have a performance like she has with bad technique. You know, you're not going to bang out double clean and jerks for several minutes with two sixteen kilo bells if you have bad technique. So, yeah, uh, and I'm a really good teacher, so I was kind of offended by that. And then I thought in my head, well, these people obviously are very simple-minded people that think one way. Like they think the way they do it is the only way to do it because it was like the RKC stuff right. because before kettlebell sports started growing as it has now, thank God, there is only RKC. And so if you weren't one of them, they were chasing you down, like trying to tell people, oh, they don't know what they're doing. And I just right. was thinking to myself, well, didn't kettlebells start over in Europe and weren't they here before this came here? I mean, I don't know. So, but I just thought it was very interesting how they would just attack anybody who wasn't doing what they were doing. And that's ridiculous because there's many ways of doing all types of training. Now, the gym where I work right now, Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the only other people in there that touch kettlebells do walking lunges with them and step ups. And, you know, they try to look like they're doing something, but they have zero knowledge. And then I just made a YouTube video about that, too, because mm-hmm. I think it's really scary when trainers just watch YouTube and read magazines and then they go to work and go, I'll just apply that to my clients now. And then they start right. teaching it. So that's the problem that we kind of have now with kettlebells sure. is that every single trainer is picking them up because they don't want to look left out. They don't want to look like they don't know something. So they have to start teaching weight training exercises with kettlebells which is absolutely ridiculous right and then, there, then there's an underlying tone of laziness too because why not put in the time to learn how to use it properly and, and add it to your skill set it's it's basically going oh i can make money off of that bam let me just watch a few clips oh i think i got it thank down. you now i can work it in so i mean a lot my brother always says that people that are unsuccessful always have one thing in common an underlying tone of laziness they're not willing to oh, push yeah. they're not willing to push the hard work to its natural conclusion to get really good at something Exactly. That is so, that's spot on. And and that's, that's the sad thing though. Now what's going on in all the gyms, like everywhere you go, every single trainer wants to teach. And I'm so over those kettlebell swings. It's like, Oh my gosh, is that the only thing you're going to do with that? (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's so annoying. It's like, can you teach something other than a swing? So it's like, I'm working in a place where I'm the only professional. I'm the only person. Some of these people have a certification, but I've never heard of who they're certified through. So to Mm. that, I don't even count it, but they all do the same exercises. They either do that CrossFit style swing 
and walking lunges and step ups. And that's all you ever see. And then if they do try to teach a snatch, the person never bends their elbow. They just take the bell from the bottom and throw it over on the top. And they actually teach that. Right. And right. I, it takes everything out of me to just go look away. Don't touch your business. Don't worry about what they're doing. But, you know, so that's a lot of what's going on today that I think is really sad. Right. You know, and if the swing were actually taught well, that would be fine. But it's 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 they're not only are they only doing the swing, for example, it's not even done with good technique. Not at yes. all. Yes. You can get a lot of mileage out of swings. I mean, double yes. double kettlebell swings are my go to exercise for pretty much ballistic work with kettlebells. And that carries over really well to one arm kettlebell snatch and then double snatches I like to do as well. But double swings for the most part is what I do. And then I do one arm kettlebell snatches once a week, double snatches once a week. But the double swings carries over very nicely. But that's because I already have the technique for a kettlebell snatch. Yes. If, you don't, if you don't have the kettle, if you don't have the technique for a kettlebell snatch, you're not going to get it by doing swings. You have to exactly. work on. No, you also do your double swings outside the legs, right? I do. I do yeah. both. I do both versions. I do in between the feet sometimes when I want to work on a hip drive that's going to carry over to maybe a wider deadlift. But for the most part, I do outside the feet just because I find that works better for my body type, long legs, long arms. And then I take a closer, I have more power generation from a closer stance. So that's the way I would stand when I do heavy deadlifts, for example, or a box jump. Yeah. And sometimes the outside swings work better for someone that's a little shorter. So I have a lot of ladies and they're using the competition bell. Well, if you're a shorter lady, oh. trying to get those two big ass bells between your your legs is a <laughs> yes. hard thing to do. That's so they end up trying to get those two big balls between your legs, girl. <laughs> you know, it's not, <laughs> it's not a fun thing. I got I got two forty kilos. Here. There's no way. <laughs> that's what we call the setups here exactly. goes. Sarah's like, here's Damn. the setup Mike go for it Bam. Yeah. sincere you're too much that's awesome but yeah it does work a lot better for them you know with that type of torso the swing from the outside and also even if they're just a little bit if they have thicker thighs and a little bit more muscular as well it tends to work better for them and if they have the strength to generate that force and get it up there then more power to them um there's a guy, McGill, who, who's also a high-level kettlebell sport competitor. He pretty much does long cycle from the outside. He doesn't do it with the bells going to the inside, and he, he's, a, he's a badass dude. What? He was the first one we ever I've saw do that at a competition. That. Awesome. And I'm like, whoa, okay, I never really just thought about going there with long cycle. <laughs> and, and I did that. I did like I'm going to have to watch that. Oh, Is let me tell you, you, I did about a five to ten minute set. with you know I've done it with five and ten minutes. That style felt so much better. Felt, really? Especially when you go with a heavier bell. So when you start going for the 24s and above, it really feels good. But again, it just depends because with me, I'm not exactly tall, but I really have long arms. And it's just a bit of a stretch to have to go there on that backswing, you know, between the legs. So it just really helps out. Do you out. have a clip of you doing it on YouTube? No, but I can, I mean, I can do that. Oh, will you put one up? I'd I, love to watch that. I, I, I'll try to find one. Also, um, one of my girls doing it okay. too, because she loves that. And once I told her that, she was so happy. She's like, why didn't you tell me this before? I'm like, hell, I didn't think about it. Leave me alone. <laughs> We're doing it now. Why are you worried about the past? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sincere definitely. Why bring it up old? Sincere has long arms. Sincere puts his arms over his head. It's like, wow, looks like his legs are above his <laughs> head. It's like it's out of the camera. It's like, uh, <laughs> He has, he has a long reach for sure. I thought I, I, I have a pretty long reach too, but I mean, your, yours looks really distorted where it's like, whoa, look how high his hands are over his head. You know? Oh my gosh, that's funny. It's like, no wonder those presses are, I mean, you're a good presser, Sincere, but it's like, no wonder those presses are hard. You have a long range of motion to like, go with. It's, it's that drop coming out of the lockout position. It's like, I'm just sitting there yeah. like, oh hell, here they come. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, that drop awesome. is vicious. <laughs> 
<laughs> now that's pretty cool though. I haven't I haven't seen anyone do. I mean, Ken was telling me about that. Ken Blackburn yeah. about some guy that was doing that's double yeah, double, yeah, okay, double clean and jerk outside the feet, and if it was you know it makes sense actually because double swings outside the feet. I just find I get into a really nice groove in between the feet. You feel like they're hitting your inner thighs on each rep, and you, you just don't feel in sync. And then the wider stance is not comfortable for me. And then so you start to get bow legged too. So you start like trying to hit <laughs> on the side of your legs, and you look like you know like a cowboy or something like that, which is not good. For the ankles while you're doing it, especially for a time set. And I see people doing it all the time. Like, you know what? You might want to try the outside and quit that whole bow-legged action that you got going on right there. I wondered about that, if that could hurt your knees if you're turning Yeah, it can jack your knees up and get your hips out of line. It can it can cause so yeah. many problems, especially sure. over time. And if you wow. continue to do that. So, yeah, just that's another thing. You just don't want to do that. And I see people, like, hitting on the outside, hitting on the outside, and they're right there on the side of their feet. And it's, I'm like, no, you don't want to do that. It's not fun. Trust me. It'll catch up with no, you. No, yeah. Right. That's interesting, huh? People always always try to criticize the outside of the feet swing, saying, "Oh, you're going to hit your knees and all that." <laughs> then that's only if you don't have control. You can hit your knees in between your feet too. Exactly. You can what hit- don't people try to? Criticize? Oh my gosh! Like, you're going to well, get no, hurt. No, no, hey, don't here's, lift a, here's a funny here's a funny story, Lisa. I mean, I, I put up a clip at the end of one of my workouts with a good friend of mine. Actually, a guy you met, Josh Franklin. I brought him to your gym one time. But anyway, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, it was when uh, yeah, it was, it, was, it was Josh, Eric. We we filmed a clip of you that I think we put on YouTube, the clean and jerk. Yes, you did. Yeah. Yeah. But, but anyway, at the end of the workout we're like hey let's go for it on double swing see how many reps we can get so i banged out 50 reps with 270 pound kettlebells right every every rep went to about chest level just crushed it so i put up that clip and i wasn't trying to even say look how badass i am guys check this out i was like hey here's just something i did at the end of my workout and some jack off from the strong first community gets on there and he goes your technique is wrong you know your trap shouldn't be sore after doing this i rec i recommend (laughs) you go check out strongfirst.com to learn how to do stuff correctly, you can't argue. Huh. Like, you can't argue with the technique over there. I was like, first of all, the hell I can't. Yes, I can. <laughs> One, number two, where are your clips? None to be found. Number three, you're not going to get 50 reps, which 70% of your body weight, if you don't have good technique, you're not going to last long enough. Yes, if it's crappy technique. You're going to break down long before. So let's go see. Let's see you do 70% of your body weight for 50 reps, crisp technique. Not even breathing hard afterwards. Let's see you do that. Let's just see but you do it's, something it's a lot besides talk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You do anything, man. Let's see you pick up a kettlebell and do something with it. But that's 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 the social media world we live in, where people are sitting around on the couch just looking for stuff to 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 criticize. And they have. I don't mind constructive criticism either. You know, I get it from all kinds of people, and I appreciate. Or it. if they wrote a comment where they asked you a question and said, "Sure, yeah, exactly." Well, I've seen it done like this. The way you're doing it is different. Can you explain why? Or something yeah, like that. Exactly. And that's different. But that's clearly, somebody that actually yeah. is truly trying to, but they're just trying to pump that website. It sounds like spam to me. Well, like, it, it, like it, everything it, you said, that sounded like they spammed you. Yeah, because it was on my fan page. It came to my page and said, oh, I don't know how this showed up in my feed, but here's my take. And I was oh like, first of all, God. <laughs> yeah, right. you, didn't just, you didn't put your foot in your mouth. You put your whole ass in your mouth. <laughs> no, it's like it's called a search bar. That's how it came yeah, up on your, uh, on your The fact that you don't know who I am is the first mistake you made. It's like, you know, you see a guy with 24,000 likes. You might, you might want to go look up who he is first before you make any dumb comments just to get some back. Exactly. You know, come on, man. So, I mean, clearly this, this guy is not in the loop of different people, different leaders in the industry. But anyway, it's no. just it's, it's, it's just an example of people that when they can't do something, they want to criticize it. So a lot, often a lot of strength coaches say, I don't like Olympic lifting for athletes. 100% of the time, it's because they can't do Olympic lifts. I've never seen someone who's... Oh, pro- well, I work with a professional yeah. basketball player from, from uh, he played in Greece, I think, and he told me that they made them Olympic lift all the time. So... Yeah. 
right there, it you know, it's obviously for athletes. So many benefits, <laughs> triple extension, power generation, the coordination. There's a lot of benefits. I'm not saying that you know it's a fit for everyone and you have to have the technique down. And some people are just not going to be a good fit for it. So you can do modifications. You could use kettlebells instead, whatever the medium. But often I see people criticize stuff that they can't do. And that's why they're criticizing it, not because they don't think it has merit. They're like, well, I can't do overhead squats. So I'm just going to say that they're not worth doing. Right. But yeah, exactly. it, would be, it would be more powerful if you could actually do it and got pretty proficient at it. And then you came to that conclusion as opposed to I'm just going to because I can't do it. I'm just going to say no one should do it. Yep. Right. You get a lot of that out there for sure. And by the way, what? I just sent both of you guys a clip of Eric McGill actually doing with two thirty twos the outside clean and jerk. Oh, so wow. uh, I think cool. it was, I think it's like a maybe about a three minute set or something like that. So this is with 32s. So, again, for all those that question the outside swing and and doing anything with the kettlebells going to the outside. Watch this guy. This is a high level guy right here. So, no, I love if you, it. If you can't it. do it, please drink it. a nice tall glass and shut the hell up. <laughs> well, you know how there's always somebody that comes along in a sport that does something that's very unorthodox. They do it like completely weird, and then it, they could be an elite athlete, but they're doing it different. There's, yeah. you know, there's always that. I mean, listen, so I mean, always, look at that, that's just exciting. Exactly, like in kettlebell sport period, when you look at Valeri, who's got like a back made out of, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm like, it's like between him and Wolverine, I think they have the same skeletal, <laughs> you know, yeah. structure right here. That, that's why you, Valeri had that job. That's why Valeri <laughs> had that job at Home Depot. He, he could put a fridge on his back like, <laughs> oh they're like three guys come out you need the help nope got nope. it Just a on his back. no 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 i think i take care of it it's light it's light and then you have someone oh like sergey rudnev who's like a, i mean you look at this guy's like oh who's this little guy and then you see him just oh, throwing him. these 32s around like oh wow okay him and Mercula. Isn't it's like, it crazy? It's like who are these little dudes, so man? And awesome. then you look at Mitch, Mitch look Blackburn. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's like, look at this little Total. skinny kid. What is he going to do? Is like, oh, wow. He just did that. Now, okay, you shut and up. And the same with Marty, too. Yeah. Marty, oh, God. Way. Exactly. Oh, first time I saw, I mean, first time I met Marty was at an AKC um, certification right before I did the IKFF. And it was Valeri, Marty, and Andrew Derniat. So I'm watching, you know, there's Andrew. He's doing like a 10 minute set. Okay, you look at Andrew like, okay, cool, that's cool, because you look at Andrew like, okay, he's strong, he can do that. And then Marty gets up on the platform, he throws on his little headphones, and so Valeri's talking, he's like, all right, Marty, go. So I'm looking at this guy, I'm like, okay, those are the same bells that Andrew just had. (laughs) And meanwhile, get to about minute seven or eight, Marty's just stoic, no expression, no pain whatsoever, where, I mean, you can start to see they start to kick Andrew's ass a little bit toward the end right there, you know, but, you know, and he, you can just tell, like, okay, 10 minutes, okay, that's that's brutal, but then you have Marty, who looks like he just doesn't care, <laughs> I'm just like, is he alive? I know, you know, what is he amazing. listening to, what kind of mind, what kind of mind power <laughs> stuff is he listening to in those headphones, like, you better not frown, you talking about lift, lift like Russian, have no expression. He's listening to Larry talk, <laughs> exactly. one more about Marty, one more. One more, well, like <laughs> yeah, Russian, no expression. <laughs> it was all subliminal stuff that he had going. The only, prob- awesome. the only problem Marty has is that his kettlebell technique doesn't carry over to strip clubs. For example, the <laughs> 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 for example, one time at the ride, I was like, no, nah, I won't go. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, no, Marty, Marty's awesome. Remember that time, Lisa, when 
when Marty dislocated his shoulder at the end of a kill. Yes. Oh, yeah. Lisa and I are, oh. Lisa and I and Lorna Clabman were all just chit-chatting in the back. And then Marty Marty goes up to the front of the front of the room, gets on stage. He cleans a ridiculously heavy kettlebell. I think it was 132 pounds, right? Cleans yeah. it. Yeah. Tries to put it overhead. And he, he did a good drop. He generated enough power, but he just couldn't fixate it. Well, he tried to fixate it, and then his shoulders went out. Oh, that's that was vicious, man. The whole room went quiet. I don't think he even shouted out his pain, though. He was just like, oh, no. he's like, I think I dislocated my shoulder. <laughs> yeah. like, actually, I know. That's the military for like, you, man. That's the military. Yeah, I was just going to say. That's that military background. That's from that background. <laughs> he he yeah, went out he that just... night. Party. Yeah, I went out that night and party. I saw him at, I saw was him at he the, on pain pills? I don't know. I, don't, yeah, I think he was. But I, I saw him at the on bar with Jennifer Hittenberger and a whole bunch of other people having a good time. I was like, man, this guy has got some. <laughs> He's made out of – no, but like one time I was sitting um, next to him at one of the meets like in between things and he lifted his leg up and put it on my lap and – it felt like a steel beam. I was like, Oh my God, get that thing off me. Like it was so heavy. So his body, even though he's really small, Marty what, tried what? To Hey Lisa, you mind if I put my leg on your head? <laughs> no, cause he was, he was, he was teasing me. So he like lift his leg up, put it on me. Cause I was, cause we were talking about something about him being skinny or something like that, or being leaner, I should say, but yeah, his body I, I is so be- dense. Yeah, that no. it's like heavy, but it's I mean, even though he it's like very deceiving because he looks like he's just, you know, really lean and slim guy, you know. Right. But right. when you see like how actually strong he is, you know, his body is obviously very, very um, dense, you know, just all muscle. So it's crazy. Yeah, My, Marty, you look, just don't get that. Women, bodybuilder women, are so look with women are so comfortable around Marty. You know? <laughs> I know. Right? I, I would be insulted if I put my leg up with some girls. She's like, yeah, sure. Go ahead. I'd be like, no, I want Oh, no, you can't do that. You know? <laughs> yeah, right. You don't know what I'll bring out of you if that leg is. <laughs> I want a little bit of fear there. <laughs> not, put, not, your oh leg, my God. My, so put your leg comfort. on my lap. <laughs> I don't think I'd be afraid of you. Not, not, not so much comfort and platonic energy where it's like, oh, yeah, sure. Mike, go ahead and take your clothes off, too, if you want. I don't mind. <laughs> I'll take your clothes off. You are now called the, the forever friend, Mike. I'll, I'll, I can go ahead and check in front of you. You don't even have to leave the room. Oh my god! <laughs> friend zone, friend zone. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're stuck there now. That's the friend zone for you. <laughs> uh, yeah, unfortunately, Marty's master of sport status has not broken him out of the friend zone. You know, so that's... hey, you never know. There's that yeah. one person waiting. He gets a lot of those girls like him though when he goes to those certifications and stuff. All the girls are like, Marty, Marty. Oh yeah, they like him. <laughs> he's, he's a cool guy, super cool guy, very good teacher. He is very good teacher very impressive athlete and I've, I've known him for a long time i knew him way before he got into kettlebell sport because he used to come out to the yeah. when i taught there and he was really strong even then he was working on on lifts such as the bent press and he was and he had really good numbers with those he was really strong with those things so there was there was he was just a guy looking for something where he, he could apply his abilities and when he came across kettlebell sport i think it just sunk in it's like hey this is a perfect fit for me. Yeah, he's in, in the past couple of years, man. Like we've really seen the evolution of Marty. To see him lift now compared yeah. to when I first saw him, oh right. man! So he just, you know, he switched up just his training style and just really got focused. And man, I mean, you think his, you think that leg is dense now? Like he is so like he packed on muscle. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm just looking like the last time I saw him at a competition, I was like, whoa, Marty, damn dude. What? Are yeah, you? he looks bigger. Right? <laughs> I know. He's yeah. just, he's just, a, he's he's coaching me now, so he sends me a lot of video clips on like you know 
on on the technique and what I need to work on and stuff. Right. So he'll make video clips, and he does look completely different from when I look at his videos way <laughs> oh, back I when know. on YouTube, <laughs> when he was you know do, like trying to achieve master of sport to when he got it. Yeah, you know, it's I've, just like he's just completely. I mean, his numbers have still increased. Exactly. Oh, you know, and it's like he just keeps getting better and better. So I love that he's coaching me too because I feel like you know. I'm getting the best that I could get, so been that makes with him me for happy. A while now, I mean, have you been working with Marty? Yes, I have. Now for, I mean, yeah. as long as I've known you've worked with Marty since that first yep. time you you stripped down in front of me <laughs> at the Arnold. Hey, I was like, hey, I figured. Lash, how you people doing? saw me in a bathing suit. What's my underwear? Does it really matter? I don't care. I'm not shy. You see, no, but it's funny because I the last time I competed was four years ago. I here oh. in Vegas, and um. I don't know what happened. I was going, no, I competed at the Arnold in 2010 and I was using 20 kilograms and I got really sick two weeks before that event. I got, I I was training, I was probably overtraining, which is why I got sick. And I was at the time in practice, I could do the 10 minutes with the 20 kilograms and I had made all my numbers and stuff. But right before I got so sick and I thought, well, let me try to get CMS with Valeri since he was there and I'll use a 16 kilogram. That should be easy. I missed that by two reps. It was like everything I did was just not working out that weekend. And then when I came back and I had been working with the 24 kilogram too for, for long cycle. And I just don't know what it was. It seemed like every time I was trying, there was an obstacle getting in my way. And then I just decided to quit. Cause I thought, Oh, they kept changing the ranking system. Yeah. That's what it was. They were like, right when I was at the MS level at 20 kilograms, they changed it to 24 kilograms. And then I didn't even know, unbeknownst to me, they changed it back because nobody was, you know, I guess, I guess it was too hard, but now they changed it back again. So it's like, I don't know. So I thought, well, I just felt like something in me told me to stop. I was like, I'm going to get hurt or something because I just, it just wasn't going well for me. So I took a long break and then I decided I kind of missed it. And so I've been training now for the meet coming up in September. So I'm doing, I'm not sure what exactly I'll do, but I'm working a lot with like 18 and 20 kilograms now. So I don't know what's going to happen by September. So we'll see. I mean, like, you know, before I used to get all hung up on that, you know, master of sport and everything. And I think that would be a great achievement, but if I get it, I get it. If I don't, it's not the end of the world. You know, does it mean anything about my own lifting or my own, you know, my own teaching to other people? Because all of my clients, I mean, I have right. ordinary housewives and everything that come to me that have no idea what, you know, um, kettlebell sport exactly. is, but then they all end up doing clean and jerks and they don't even question it. They just think it's another exercise, but I train right. them like that. And I have a gal online that I've been coaching for almost a year. She's from South Carolina, just online training. I've never even met her. She's awesome. She has lost 18 pounds, but it looks more like she lost 30 because nice. she's transformed her body. Mm-hmm. She's 41. She's got three kids and her body looks amazing. And the picture she sends me, you can just see the way she takes the pictures now, how much confident, you know, right. she's so confident it right. now and she told me she's like i never thought my body could ever look like this she goes i just never thought it and i'm like well when you do the right things and you eat good and you're training and i don't only do kettlebells with my clients i also do a lot of body weighted exercises too that are specific for women to get rid of cellulite and tighten up their body so i do a lot of other things and there's other programs out there that i also recommend to them you know so it's not like just do my kettlebell dvd and shut up you know <laughs> i right. mean it's like we do right. lots of other things so yeah, it's really, it's really, you know, been cool. And especially since I used to have a weight training background because I used to compete in fitness and figure and I love competing, but that sport is so subjective that it's like, if they like you one day you can win. And if they just don't like you, you don't win. Right. So 
that's when I kind of got burned out from that type of competition. And I was really excited to find kettlebell sport because I knew I wanted to keep competing. And I like the fact that in kettlebell sport, you're competing with yourself too, more so than everybody, you know, right. even though it is about other people, if they're in the same weight class as you, but it's more so about you against you. Well, that's what Ken Blackburn likes about it because I mean, he, he basically just took his habit of playing with himself and applied it to <laughs> kettlebell technique. You know? And that, and that's, that, that's why he's so proficient at the jerk. Oh, that's his best gosh. lift out of the three. <laughs> <laughs> he'll he'll he's he said he'll he'll say himself that snatch doesn't come easy to him so that's not his best lift but or, you know, the jerk or on him or on him but I'm just saying <laughs> you know what it's I'm sorry I can't let that one go jerk. Mike you let that one wide like, open you guys are bad you guys are so bad and that is why I compete now that's why I compete in snatch only at this point from now on. no and, and if you think these jokes are good on the show we're we're teaching we're teaching with Ken and Steve Cotter in September so wait until you hear the jokes live that we have lined up in oh September. yeah. I mean, the, the, the extracurricular activities for that weekend are going to be not to miss opportunities. That sounds so fun. I might have to come just to get my laughs on. I love that. <laughs> no, but, but I really enjoy doing I, – I, I myself, like I was – all last year I was training for Snatch. Right. And I mean I'm okay at it. I was using 20 kilograms here and there, mostly 18 and 16. Mm-hmm. I just don't – I don't know. I feel like I, I'm, I just like the clean and dirk better. Right. So I switched back. So I spent the last whole year training for snatch, and I'm like, I don't think I want to do that anymore. I was getting bored with it. Like, I don't right. know. I don't want to do biathlon. I just want to do one thing. And I thought, well, let me go back to long cycle because I think that's what I truly enjoy the most. And I, I feel like once I get that, and if, you know, when when I achieve whatever ranking that I feel is you know good enough, and I stop with that, then I might go back over to snatch. But it's kind of that's a really hard exercise. I mean, that's more cardio ish. I feel like. Really? With clean and jerk, it's still cardio, also obviously. But I feel like there's more power involved than when I'm snatching. Is that I don't know. Yeah, it's maybe funny. It's just I feel me, the opposite. But... I feel the opposite. I feel like I need more power with with long cycle, <clears throat> especially just like yeah. Uh, just to no, get no, no. Go- that's I... what I mean. That's okay, what okay, saying. yeah, that's okay. What I'm saying. Like I have more. That's why I like it better. I like it more that there's more like strength, you know, strength to it right, than there right, is like right. just technique of snatching is like can be really hard. And I felt like. All the time, like my cardio, I felt so winded, constantly snatching. I thought, okay, well, maybe I need to do more cardio outside of this. And then I thought, well, I don't want to get all skinny. So it's more like with me right now, I love to do snatching just like for fun with it. But as far as competing in it, I'm not really excited about doing that yet. Right. So yeah. that's why I'm, I switched back over. So I did spend the last year, though, trying to you know, get my numbers up with that. And I did. I did a good job. I was up to like – I was doing – nine minutes with, um, 30 pounds, you know, 14 kilograms and I would do, you know, whatever. So it was seeming to come along for me, but you know, and I think I like, just prefer I think the long those, cycle. Yeah. I think some of those lifts actually also more complimentary to your anatomy as well. You know, I've seen some people yes. that I've seen some people who are longer do better with jerks and snatches. And I've seen people, even like people who have like shorter arms do better with long cycle because, hey, they don't have much of a drop coming out of lockout. And I've seen like taller people kind of struggle with long cycle <clears throat> just coming down. And then they have to swing back and have to go through there. And, you know, they have to get the legs out. And they definitely you can't do as many reps if you're longer for yeah. long cycle oh, no. than somebody smaller. Especially when you go up in weight, when you go up to like, you know, anything past 24, you know, that's when you kind of really start to see the struggle. And you see a lot of folks either they either just go to snatch only if they're in a if they're competing in an organization that has that event or they tend to go with biathlon 
and just leave long cycle. So at least with biathlon, they'll try to get big numbers on the snatch in that event because they'll they'll end up lacking a little bit as far as the jerk is concerned. Just because yeah. again, they're kind of dealing with it. I've never tried biathlon. That just sounds like I know jerk. I mean, first of all, doing two so events hard. in one day just kind of sucks ass. I mean, like that because I mean, I, most of the times I do two events. I'll do, <clears> but I'll do chair press. You know, so therefore, at least I get to sit my ass okay. down for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> you know, at least I get to sit down for five. But then minutes. you know what else? I wish they would let the women. I wish they would let the women use two kettlebells. Well, they are. With IKFF, I think is the first organization that's starting to let women do that. They started doing that last year. I love. And they're doing five minutes. I like sprints, the double. You know, just or safety measures. They're doing the five minute sprints with ladies doing two bells for now. And, you know, and women are loving it. And we talked about this a couple of weeks ago with Lorna Clyman on the show. You know, we I just really we all wish that they would just let more women lift with two bells. And I think just from a safety standpoint and just from a physiology standpoint, it works, especially with long cycle. I think it's a lot better when they do work with two bells instead of just one. It's better on your back. Exactly. Better on your back, better better on on your hips, and really better on your knees. And women tend to have more knee injuries than men. So, and you got this kind of torque and twist that women do a lot when they do one-arm long cycle that eventually all they're doing is tweaking that knee just a little bit more and more each rep. So if you start doing this lift, especially when you start going up in weight, yeah, you can get away with it with a 12 kilo or an 8 kilo for most people. Yeah. But when you start getting the 16s and 20s and 24s, because that's what's happening now in the evolution of kettlebell sport. Oh, yeah. Women are lifting. The average woman now is like 20 kilos and above at this point. They're mm-hmm. coming up on the guys. I'm looking at some of these guys like, you need to get your game tight, man. So, cause, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, some of these girls yeah, who are starting to come Yeah, but it's easier in. for the women are using one bell. If the it, women yeah. were using two bell, they would be going 220s. Right. That's a really good point. And, you know, that's exactly. Yeah. That's one of the reasons why you know with my girls I, i've been training them with two bells for the last oh, for the last do, few yeah. years for the last few years so my clients tell me they prefer to do two bells because they because it's not comfortable to do one so we right. always you know not always i mean i'll have them warm up with like one arm long cycle but right. then mostly we go right to two bells and i think it's 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 more calorie burning too oh, hell you well, know? i mean you're like, you're also there's more carry i mean the doubles carry will carry over, over to one arm but not the other way around exactly. and when you have yeah. let's say you have 270 pound kettlebells your 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 body has to work against a total of 140 pounds if you have one your yeah. body's working against a total of 70 pounds so your structural integrity goes way up with doubles where i do i spend most of the time with kettlebell pressing doing double presses and and anytime i do one arm presses it's always going up without doing one arm presses so as, yeah. long, as long as you already there's the technique is slightly different with one arm versus two arms so you have to have that down but once you have that down if you spend the majority of your time on doubles it'll carry over to one arm but definitely won't carry over the other way around I've seen people that can press a 70 pound kettlebell 10 times each arm and they can barely press it twice doing doubles right but two yeah yeah now exactly. if they if they did double presses with 270s if they got that up to five or six reps their one arm would go up to 15 probably so right. i mean it's it, you know it's that's interesting because that's how marty coaches me he has me do i'll do double set first and then he'll have me do a one arm set right so it just you know depends and then like you know with my double set sometimes it's 14 sometimes it's 16 once in a while it's 18s you know however right and Back in the day when he was training me many years ago, I was up to two 20s. I would do like, you know, probably I think I could do 12 reps with two 20s. And, you know, back then, and it was like, that was a lot for me, you know? So I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. Like I was scared, you know, cause I didn't even have 18 kilograms back then, but I just had twenties, but I was kind of frightened a little bit to do it. Cause I kept thinking, I don't want to get hurt. I don't want to get hurt. But then I didn't realize like, 
how strong I was. And actually I feel safer using the two bells versus the one, you know? Yeah. And, and so that's the thing with yeah. going heavy with one arm long cycle that it puts a lot of torque on your back. And like you were saying too, sincere about the knees, like those are things that you have to really worry about. And then I think is, you know, is a competition worth that or, you know, exactly. so you just have to be very, very careful. So that's yeah. my whole thing. And another thing about having two bells is first of all, it's a great equalizer when you're in the when you're in the rack, and that's another issue you kind of see when you're doing one arm long cycle. When people come in the rack, sometimes you see that elbow detached from the body. You see that arm detached. What I start, what I call, they start chicken winging. You know, that arm kind of spreads uh-huh. out a little bit. Even though they're trying to yep. keep their hand under their chin with the bell, they still have that elbow kind of raised up. But when you have two bells, that's not happening. That's not happening. Yeah, and, and you'll also learn how to really dial in that elbow and really get it into. A lot of people can't reach, you know, they can't get their elbow down to their hip. And you hear a lot of instructors like, mm-hmm. you got to sit your elbow on top of your hip. Well, some torsos are not built that way. <laughs> yeah. You know, not exactly. everyone's built that way. Shut the hell up with that, man. Most, <laughs> most people aren't going to be able to do that. Are you exactly. kidding me? I mean, I I'm mean, like, very, very few. It's, it's easier for someone who can do that without any effort to say that to I'm someone like, else. Exactly. And, like, but that's a, that's a mistake <laughs> we see a lot of trainers make, too, is well, that's the way something, I was is e- something is easy for them. And they have a client where it's not easy at all for that person. And then the trainer is going, come on. I mean, why can't you do this can't like that? It. I mean, they're not, yeah. they're, not nec- they're not necessarily saying that, but they're getting frustrated. Yeah, they're getting frustrated that their client is listening not picking- to me. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like, it's like, why? <laughs> like, are you looking at me? I don't have a long humorous, you dumbass. Okay, get back to anatomy. <laughs> well, you know what's funny is there's certain ways that people are built. Like, I can tell when I train somebody in person, yeah. like, if they're squatting a certain way or I look at the way their body is built. If their calves are big and their quads are big and their hamstring and their glutes aren't, yeah. I know how they squat. Their tailbone right. is almost like straight up and down right. where I have a bit of lordosis, which makes me kind of like have that curvature in my lower back. So I tend to use my glutes and my hamstrings more than my quads and my calves. Right. And I can, you know, when you look at people, when you assess them, when you're training them, everybody's bodies, like we have the same body parts, but we're all structurally very different. So the way people squat and then somebody will say, oh, that's wrong. He's doing this wrong. It's like, no, that's how his body's he's built. That's right why he, he looks like that. Exactly. It's like he can't do it the other way. If he does, he's going to like blow his knees out the way you're telling him, you know, because I would have... You know, it's, it's really interesting because when you train groups of people, somebody in that group always has to act like they're the, you know, the new teacher now taking over <laughs> your job and start to like tell me how to teach. Oh, well, he's doing that wrong. And I'm like, really? Well, no, he's not. And I know you think he is, but he's not. That's exactly right for his body type. Well, what do you mean? He's leaning forward. No, he's not. That's how his hips go. I'm like, go back over there. You're not the teacher. You know, but I get that a lot with people will try to they think they know something that you're, you know, I see something you're missing. It's well, like, no, I'm not missing anything. This is what I know. I'm like, oh, oh my God, since you can do so much better, step right on up. The, the floor is <laughs> no, all it's, yours. It's so great. It's like, <laughs> it's like they come to you. They've never seen a kettlebell before. Then you teach them everything. And then they learned it all from you. But now they're now I'm better than you. Yeah. Now all of a sudden they're Luke Skywalker like, and Empire Strikes Back. Like, yeah. you know, you've got one more movie become, before you become a real Jedi. Okay. Exactly. Right. Well, so, sometimes you have people who come to your courses because they're trying to use it as a promotional tool for them so what they do is what they do is they show oh, up really? I, I had this one guy used to come to my course where i'm like okay everyone let's do three sets of 10 on this go ahead and get started and this guy would turn around and start coaching the person next to him <laughs> instead of doing the exercise right oh. and i was like look man you're not an assistant here today you need to do the exercise too don't go around and you're not qualified to coach at my event you know it's, it's, oh like, it's like i pick and choose my instructors and you haven't been picked <laughs> but this guy was and then he would be like trying to hand out his business cards oh, no, <laughs> I, no. I squashed I, I eventually banned the guys like look you're not coming to my events anymore i don't care i don't care how many people you bring i don't care 
how much you think you're benefiting me. You're this is all very self-serving, you know. You're, and this guy was fat. You know, he was like 40 pounds overweight. And what? He, he didn't and have good actually, technique. Yeah. And, and, he, and, and then the course, he, he was a guy. He course. was a guy that you know he thought he was some kind of martial arts expert too. Where people in the martial arts community had t- had told me a few stories, and, and that was all I needed to hear. Where I was like, all right, we don't need to have this guy come into the courses anymore. But you get you get that. I mean, it doesn't happen to me very often, to be honest. I mean, that was that's one that's one of the that's the one that sticks out. There's been a few other times where people have been trying to trying to be subtle, basically saying. <laughs> That there's a better way to do it than what I'm teaching, but for the most part, people are pretty whoa, respectful. Whoa, whoa. Oh, like please do share. You know that's what I would tell them. <laughs> no, right? no, no, exactly. Let, let's all. Every, everyone's got to. But it, everybody it, asshole never... has the floor. Please pay attention. <laughs> you know. Well, I, I had one guy in my UK course who was who was basically saying that he he didn't think that having two kettlebells in the rack position was a sports specific move. He goes, he goes, uh, you know, no one's ever in that position in an athletic endeavor. I go, you're not trying to duplicate moves that you would use in an actual sport. You know, I'm not going to pick up a kettlebell and imagine it's a baseball and throw it like, one. you know what I mean? It's like, I was <laughs> like, that's not, talking, that's not what unless sports you keep trying to instruct my class. I might have to go into that. Move yeah, right yeah now. <laughs> exactly. That's not what sports specific training means. You know, sports specific training means we're looking at energy systems. We're looking at, creating strength that'll carry over to those moves but we're not trying to duplicate the exact move in an athletic event and that's where a lot of people get this stuff erroneous like boxers don't grab weights and start hitting the bag <laughs> thinking that well i'm gonna be so much stronger i'm gonna be so much stronger when i drop these weights it's like no you won't because now your technique changed where you've ruined your technique i remember right. I'm a Charlie Francis. Remember, I went early in my career. I was thinking, hey, I wonder if I put a weight vest on and I go sprinting with it, if that would carry over to my sprints, right? This is me just being naive, new to the business. And Charlie Francis, you know, legendary speed coach, to his credit, was very cool about correcting me and saying, look, it's, it's not going to help because you're going to change the technique. So you're going to you're going to ruin uh. the technique. So if, if I go running with the vest on, the technique now changes so that when I go back to trying to run without it, I have a an erroneous technique that I'm carrying over. So you, that's not that's not the way to improve sprinting. Yeah, you, you pretty much improve the, you pretty much you running like the technique. A, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no, go ahead. Go no, it's like you're pretty much trying to go from like running like a 200 pound man to a 300 pound man, <laughs> and there's a difference, right? And put two of those guys together and watch them run side by side. And that's when you end up changing the technique. So now you're trying to run like Mr. 300 pounds over here. Well, his technique is a little different now. He's striking the ground a little different because he's got a lot more weight to pack on. But, of course, right. we always mm-hmm. think like you know, the, the more the better, you know, which is always wrong. It's always wrong, especially when the technique is right. already starting to suck. <laughs> right. So. I mean, if I put a 200-pound weight vest on and I go walking, because that could improve my technique without it. No, it's when you walk okay, wait, with a heavy whoa, whoa, whoa. when you walk with a heavy weight vest on. Believe me, you, you walk like a much yeah. different person. You, you walk like you you're walk in a so cast. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, you don't, you don't look the same. <laughs> I saw somebody using. I saw a picture online of a girl who had a weighted vest on while she was doing CrossFit kettlebell swings, okay. and I thought, eh, okay. what is that? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've tried that before. But now, yeah, you know. There was, there was a guy I knew who used to recommend stuff like that. He's like, put a weight vest on, do kettlebell work with the vest on. And, and again, this is early in my career, so I'm like, hey, I'll try that out. You know, I'll try kettlebell pressing on an indoor board. Why not? You know? This well, is, what, what's this, the purpose of that? Well, there, there's no real purpose, Circus dude. There's no real hiring. That's what I would tell everybody. For, first of all, in, in a lot of ways, it makes it easier, right? Because because you have more weight to counterbalance. So if I'm swinging 200-pound kettlebells and I've got a 40-pound weight vest on, Anchored. yeah, well, I mean, uh, you, you have more weight to counterbalance 
the bells when they're projecting in front of you. It doesn't help on the way down because now you have all this weight trying to pull you back. But here's here's the question, though. Is it, is it going to improve my technique without the vest on? And the answer is no, because you, it, it changes the dynamics of it so much that there's very little carryover. But it looks good on me, uh, though, on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> I look like yes, I'm, exactly. now I'm skinny strong, Mike. What are you talking about? I, mean, I, I, like weight, I like weight vests for going hiking. I like weight vests for doing just walks for mental toughness, working on that structural, structural integrity. integrity. So th- yeah. yeah, there's cool things. A weight vest for body weight exercises, add some resistance. There's a lot of cool things you can do with weight vests. But I'm not going to put a weight vest on and then go try to lift a heavy deadlift, for example. I mean, there's <laughs> no. So, I, why would I want to be weighted down doing that? Is this? Is this not going to be? Productive. I think people just think it looks like they're doing more than they're actually doing. Exactly. You know, like, like that's a, what a lot yeah, of that's these. Right. See, that's why when when I see a lot of these trainers in the gym that try to do these crazy workouts, that like they're trying. It's almost like you know when somebody's making a lot of chaos, so you don't see something over there that's like you know going on. It's like that's what they're doing. They're just creating all this mm-hmm. like, look at me, look at me. But they're not really even doing anything that's actually beneficial or that would, you know, give the client real results, you know, that you're going to get from just doing like tried and true exercises that are like basic and boring. But, you know, because like, like I think Mike, you and I've talked about this before. A lot of people out there that hire a trainer, they want to be entertained and not really trained. (laughs) So it's like, what's the entertainment value of my workout going to be? Is it going to be fun and cool? Is it going to (laughs) be something that like everybody's looking and wants to try it? Or is it going to be something that actually works and might be a little bit more like, well, this is the exercise clean and jerk. It's not like the most exciting thing ever, but it's so effective and it's awesome and it makes you strong and it also helps burn calories like crazy. So I think that's what I would rather do, but people want to do this, like jump on a box and then, you know, pick up the bell and start doing this with it and then pick up some dumbbells and do something else. I mean, it's just like, ugh, it's almost like a circus act. You well, know? I mean, you just go, that's the reason why P90X and all that have sold millions and millions of copies yes. because people want to be entertained. But after those 90 days, if they even make it that far, when it's over, they were like, you know what? Uh, I, I, I need a coach. You know, I, I tried P90X and I'm like, oh, how, how are your knees? <laughs> you know, how's your back now? Yeah, exactly. I know. A lot of people. You know, I kind of blew my knee understand. out doing star jumps. I'm like, dude, look at you. Okay, you shouldn't have been doing <laughs> star jumps right out of the bat. You, you got to build up. And those aren't things that people should just Any everyday plyo. people at home hey, a plyo shouldn't be doing groups. plyometrics. Yeah, no. exactly. Yeah, and what know. about like like even when people that don't work out at all, and then all of a sudden they want to go do CrossFit as they're way back into working out? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, or, or they want to so start running. Sitting up. on the couch. I well, it's good for chiro- it's good. Wanna... It's good for chiropractors because oh, they're yeah. getting no, a lot of business now. Every every active release technique practitioner in town is their business has gone up. 50% since the, the proliferation of CrossFit. Right. So that, so that, that's, the, that's the plus. I mean, but it's like, it's so crazy to me that people, it's like, so you were sitting on the couch with your remote eating chips of, like a minute ago and now you're doing <laughs> Olympic lifting yeah, and you don't even have background. Well, let's start with touching your toes first and you know, uh-huh. build our way up. <laughs> I build know. our way well, up from Mike, there. You had a video that I watched. I don't know where I found it. I think it was on your page or something about where it was an older video though, but you were, it was an interview with you and some gal where you were talking about the five moves that people should master before they do anything. You know, the five basic lifts. Yeah, it's probably, it probably, probably Mark Phillippe. That sounds like something I would talk to him about. Well, it, uh, okay, but when I was watching it, I was like, you know, that makes so much sense. And so many people, they just don't 
want to do those basic exercises that come first before you, you know, think that you're, you know, ready for the CrossFit games. Right, right. <laughs> so they're like, hey, I could do that. That Rich Broning, he's no big deal. I bet you. I would love to see the stats, but I bet you CrossFit boxes get the most memberships in July than any other time of the year after the CrossFit games is over. Oh, it's just like, oh, dude, yeah. I got to go do that. Just like I'm pretty sure every MMA gym probably gets more memberships after a big UFC fight. It's like, yeah, I'm joining tomorrow, man. Yeah, I want to do that. It's yeah, because like, <laughs> I want to be, I, I want to be like them. And not, well, I, I mean, mean it's easy cool to sit on the, the couch. The... It's easy to sit on the couch and watch two guys fighting and be like, "Huh, that looks like fun." It's like, yeah, <laughs> so you get punched it, in the face. <laughs> it, 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 it is, it is fun yeah. to sit on the couch and watch it. You know, to, <laughs> or <laughs> to get in the ring and like, do it is a different story. I mean, anyone who's getting ever... kicked in the getting kicked in the head and punched in the face, it's not fun. It's even just working pads, even just working pads, which is exactly. an awesome workout. That's hard work, man. I did, I took, I took several Muay Thai lessons, which was fun. I mean, it was a blast, and it's, it's a really tough workout. But you, I, that's not even with an opponent. That's just a guy holding pads for me, where I'm just punching them, and he's putting me through moves. He's not trying to punch me. It's a totally different ball game when someone else is trying to put the hurt on you. <laughs> right. So yeah, it's, it's so it's all fun and games when you're kicking back on your couch watching it going. Oh yeah, Joe Rogan made a good point of saying. You know, people often say like, "Oh yeah, I'd, I'd I'd love to get into a fight." It's like, no, you you want you want to get into a one sided beatdown where you're winning, right? Exactly. Yeah. A, a fight a fight means you're gonna get hurt. Too. You gotta do like, some you, work. You may, yeah, fight means you may win, but you're probably gonna get hurt too in the process, and that's what people don't want. They just want to just beat up somebody. And then be like, wow, yeah. the badass eye. They take but, one but you know kick what they to say the spleen or to the oh, kidney. Hell, oh, oh hell yeah. Liver shot. Come on, man. Yeah. Liver yeah. shot makes you want to just take a crap on yourself, man. You may. Yeah, exactly. Nothing makes you feel like an <laughs> old man, like a liver <laughs> shot. You're like, oh, what? But, you know, it's a point. Even Rogan brought up the point, like, you know, a lot of these guys sit there and say that, yeah, I want to get in a fight or whatever. But, dude, when you actually sit there and you kick somebody and you knock them out, especially just in competition, you don't feel good, dude. You don't feel good about that. If there's still any bit of human characteristic left in you, that sucks when you knock somebody out because you just feel like, oh, damn, what did I just do? You don't know if you've like messed them up for life or anything like even, that. Even in the UFC, when you see a guy knock someone oh, else God, out, he, they're, they're, they're excited that they won, but they're always it, concerned. After yeah. the excitement wears off, they're like, oh, I, I, let me go check on this guy. Exactly. And a lot of times these guys are friends. Make sure I didn't kill yeah. him. Exactly. Well, they're friends with each other where they don't, they're like when Rashad and Chael Sonnen fought and, and Rashad put a serious beating on him. <laughs> You know, you could tell in the post-fight interview, normally Rashad would be, if it, if it were an opponent that he didn't necessarily care for, he would be more excited. But he was like, yeah, you know, it's hard to fight someone you're friends with, and it was it was hard to get into this training camp and so forth. So, I mean, but those are those are professionals. That shows you the big difference between a disciplined professional. And a jack-off in a bar. Who's had one too many <laughs> yeah. and is now trying to overcompensate by trying to be a bully. Right. You know, that's a totally different distinction. <laughs> So yes, yeah, yeah, that's that, that's crazy for sure. That's gotta be that's like one. When I used to watch that show, I love the show, The Ultimate Fighter, where they show them in the house and then they're you know practicing everything. I love that show because it's like, but they kind of you know they get to know each other in there. Some of them obviously don't like each other, and some of them do, or well, some of them you. were friends. And then you see them <laughs> fighting each other. It's gotta be like that's gotta be a hard thing to fight someone you know or you like. Exactly. Sure, sure. Yeah. I mean, to them, I think you have to remember it's a competition. So in their mind, yeah. you know, it's not different than playing soccer on an opposing team or football or basketball and for, and for those yeah. for those of us that are not fighters it's hard to separate it's hard to compartmentalize the pugilistic part of it and say mm-hmm. and remember that it's a competition so the, they're most, fighting for a job man These yeah most of, the time, not, most of the time they're not going in there with the intent of i want to 
destroy this opponent so he could never fight again. I mean, I mean like, sometimes I want to feed my family. That's no. what you hear in all sometimes. the stories. You know, in between the fights, it's like, dude, you know, I got to do this for my kids. I got to do this and take care of my family. It's like I have no other choice. You know, that's the choice. They want to. Well, they want to compete too, right? These are yeah. people who get into that are strong competitors. They have a competitive drive, and this is their way to demonstrate their athleticism. This is what right. they are. They're good at. So when they win a fight, that's a way of of proving a point to themselves and sh- showcasing their athleticism. So that's one thing people forget is they think of – not so much now because the UFC is very popular now and a lot more people are educated about MMA. But in the early days, it was people just wanted to see a slugfest right. because there weren't, there weren't fans that appreciated the athleticism and the technique and everything else that went into it. But uh, but not more and more, it, I, I think people are starting to understand that this this is just another athletic endeavor. It's just another avenue for – high-level athletes to display that. Exactly. So it's very cool. <laughs> speaking and speaking on and uh, speaking of athleticism, let's talk about your athletic background, Lisa, briefly. Yeah. I know you've got some stuff to do, so we'll, we'll just touch on this and maybe we'll have you come back soon and, and get into this more. But you used to compete in fitness events quite a bit, and we're always curious about how – how healthy are the women who compete in these? Because on the surface level, a lot of people are looking at the women up on stage and they've got six packs and they're all ripped and they're looking good. They're like, going, wow. For the day. Yeah, yeah they're, exactly. They're going, wow, those women embody health. You know, I want to strive for that. I think there's, there's kind of an, there's the, the inside track is that there's a lot of unhealthy things that go on with oh, it. Oh, yeah. So when one of the oh, yeah. Well, on for that. one thing, your mindset, a lot of, I'll say this too that I know for a fact is a lot of girls who get started in competing in that have already probably had some type of eating disorder because when you have, and not everybody, of course, I'm not saying that I'm saying is there, I've met numerous girls over the years that I was a competitor that would tell me, Oh, I, I used to, you know, I was bulimic or I had this and that, or I'm anorexic, you know, and all it is, is it's another way to control your diet. So anorexia and bulimia is all about control. So they're controlling what they're putting in their body. So with this, once they get healthier and then they want to start competing because it's another way to just control all of that. So sometimes people who have eating disorders are gravitate toward this type of a sport because it is all about that. And when you're eating like, you know, to train, like say, I mean, now the way I eat compared to how I did eat, I still eat very clean and healthy and everything, but I add a lot more calories than I did when I was a figure competitor because you have to look you know, super defined and cut so right. that when you're standing on stage, they can see all your muscles and, you know, you have to cut out sugar. You have to cut out, um, they would even tell you to cut out dairy and all kinds of crazy things like that, which I never did. I never listened to. I kind of went to, you know, my own way of doing things, but you're eating really tiny meals and you're working out and your workouts are usually burning more calories than what you're, you know, taking in. And then just right. like throughout the day, your, you know, your daily activity. So you have a total deficit of calories that is not healthy for any, by any standard. And like, of course the cover of a magazine or like a, a lot of fitness magazines get pictures of girls who have just recently competed or, you know, they've gotten ready for a photo shoot. So they, right, right. they know how to tweak their body. They, they don't just call them after <laughs> like, Hey, come down tomorrow and do a photo shoot. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. Right. I mean, I stay lean and I stay lean all year round, but I would even need like two weeks, you know, right, but I stay right. lean all year round, but it's still like one of those processes of you got to like cut water. You got to drop some more weight. And like some girls take water pills and tons of fat burners and thermogenics and just very unhealthy things. And some girls even use other kinds of supplements too. So it's just one of those things where it's not, what, a what about sport. Anna? What it's about all Anna? about aesthetic. 
What about anabolics? Because I've heard anovar is used quite a bit. By, anovar yeah. is a steroid that allows women to maintain strength and muscle hardness and lose in a calorie deficit state. Oh yeah, definitely. There's there's all of that out there. Some, I mean, they have natural organizations, but more times than not, in the in the regular organizations, girls definitely take things. You know, they take all kinds of stuff, and sometimes. It's like one of those things where, you know, they try it once or something like that. And then they also, you know, try it like, you know, um, I've taken clebuterol before, yeah, so w- sure. which is actually a cutter. I took it for a few days and I had a pounding headache yeah. and I was like, I'm not taking this anymore. So then I would just go to my metadrine extreme or something like that. But I would take a lot of fat burners and things like that and diuretics and stuff. But there's lots of that that goes on in, in it. And it's not that's not healthy either. You know, it's not like you want to be projecting to other people, especially young girls or something like that. Like this is how you want to look. You want people to be healthy and work out and exercise because of your health. But once you start taking, you know, medication to try to help you along the way, there's no guarantee. (laughs) First, there's no guarantee you're going to win. So even if you do take that and what do you win, you don't win any money. You don't win a, okay, you got a trophy and and yeah, okay. You want to show, but then what happens when they come off of this stuff is they usually rebound and they'll blow up and hold like 20 or 30 pounds because now their body is like fighting what you just did to it. Like what's going on? I guess I better save all this stuff. Right. So then I've they end up putting so on 20 much. or 30 pounds and they blow up. After but it's off season, like Lisa. Puffer fish. <laughs> yeah, it's about? off season. But what, what I see, what I see, season, I didn't have one. What I see quite a bit, Lisa, is is women where they they have a food, they have a food disorder, an eating disorder where they, they have it controlled for a certain amount of time so they can compete. But once the competition is over, I mean, they're going straight for Dunkin' Donuts. Or oh, they're yeah. Getting, they're, and then, then they eat like crap. So I mean, in other words, their natural desire is not to eat healthy. It's to eat garbage. Yes. They, will, they have enough discipline to eat clean for a desired goal. But when the goal is no longer there, if they don't have a competition coming up, then they go right back to garbage food. So they haven't trained or, themselves to actually create healthy food. Deprivation is a bitch, food. man. Deprivation. Wait, yeah, it is. or it what is. you just said, or they have to do another competition because they don't have the desire exactly. to be healthy. Right. So then right. they schedule show after show, so, which then over like a year's time, say they did four or five shows. So now they're doing this yo-yo dieting of well, I'm going to eat clean and strict and, and, and like, so it's like a deprivation. Like I always, like I make the joke, like die with a T, you know, that's, <laughs> that's what, that that's how they, that's how they view it. It's like, it should be your lifestyle. It shouldn't be die with a T, you know, on it. So that's what they view diet as. And unfortunately to look like if you're like, at the gym I work in, there's a lot of professional bodybuilders and stuff in there, and they're always in shape and always on. You know, they always look good, and you know they'll train people for shows and get them ready and everything like that. And it's like, but as you notice, even your trainer who's not even doing a show is eating fish and rice and and you know and broccoli and other things in the break room. They're not at McDonald's while you're doing a show. They're still living that lifestyle no matter what. They're always eating good. They're always taking care of their body. They're always working out themselves. So it's like, if you don't have that desire in you and that drive to, oh, you know, to be a healthy human being, then like you just said, they're going to be, they're, they're even in a worse position because now they're just doing shows to battle that bad habit, you know, and say like, I'm going to do another show just so I can be ripped again, or I'm going to do a show again just so I can like, you know, drop 20 pounds. Like, why can't you just drop 20 pounds? It's another distraction. It's just all all that is. Yeah. 
And then it just becomes a vicious cycle. But like, you know, in kettlebell sport, like, I mean, they don't drug test anybody or anything like that. But it's like, I just wonder too, in that sport, is that, does that go on in that sport? Uh, I don't even know. Yes, it you know? does. It does. Yeah. There's it, definitely but I mean, like, yeah. yeah, the anabolics there. There has to be. Yeah, I mean, and come e- on. E- EPO, you know EPO is a big one, Lisa. We had, we had, I think it was Ken. I don't know if Ken came on What's the show. That? EPO? Was, e- EPO is Steve. a drug that basically improves your cardio dramatically it's like what lance, so, armstrong, for, lance armstrong used oh, yeah that was yeah was that's what lance armstrong was known for exactly oh okay. but yeah it's it's it's, wow. it's 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 there it's there in in this sport well, you know, it's, it's, and sure you know, it's steve talked about it and he's, you know you, you know it's to the point where you know they are discussing about even just doing random testing especially for the people that actually win i wish they would and, and i wish they would I think, but i'm surprised it's there as sincere because mm-hmm. there there isn't there aren't large cash prizes well I mean, let me tell you were, why if there were a two hundred fifty thousand dollar cash prize i could understand but what's what's the payoff here here's why yeah, it's but here. Mike, no, there's no re- cash prize in figure but no here's yeah. the reason no why here's the reason why but, but what here. about what about endorsements and stuff like that there lisa wouldn't no, that be no nothing, nothing really even okay for pros no even okay. if you turn pro and figure you could be a pro who never does anything yeah. there's tons of those floating around they were given pro <laughs> cards when i first started yeah, they, figure, they work at the they work very... at every strip club in town you see though no but yeah <laughs> no but here's the thing i did the very first figure show i did the very first figure show ever the las vegas classic in 2001 okay <laughs> Hello, 2001. And, um, you know, I was all excited and everything because I, I got like totally shredded lean, just, you know, doing my diet and taking fat burners. And I looked like emaciated kind of now that I look back on it. Yeah. But the girls that beat me were all way bigger than me. You can tell they were taking things. And I was like, oh, man, I got like seventh place. I was all bummed out. <laughs> but the whole yeah. thing about it is you don't win anything. And right. if you turn pro and they were giving pro cards out to tons of girls cause it was new and they wanted to like all these girls to be pro. So I thought I was going to eventually turn pro cause as much as I was competing, as much as my name was getting out there, I was actually getting a name for myself and figure. Yeah. And then I just gave up because it was like, they changed the direction they went from. They wanted the girls bigger. And now all of a sudden you have to be skinny. So that's when I started doing kettlebells. My last competition was 2007 and I got shredded like unbelievable. Yeah, I, remember that. I remember that. And, and I took it all off by, I did kettlebells like Three days a week, I did just like, you know, just squat push presses and a bunch of like swings and stuff like that. But I was dieting really, really hard. And I changed my whole body. I changed the way I looked. I was so happy. And ever since then, I thought, I like being smaller. I don't want to lift weights anymore and and look all masculine, have big shoulders and a thick back and all that stuff. Like I liked (laughs) my muscle when I had it at the time, but now I like my body much better. And so that muscle that I had would have probably come in handy to do what I'm doing now. But at the same time, I just think, you know what, this is a sport where it's just all like, you know, for me, it's just all heart. Like, do I want this bad enough to where I'm going to train really hard and eat really, you know, clean and, you know, try to recover as best I can so I can keep training or whatever. But I wouldn't right. subject myself to taking anything to try to help me with that because it's like, yeah. what for? Yeah, you when, know, a, when not, a woman when a woman then you're has not a doing back, it yourself. Yeah, when a woman has a bigger back than me, that's always a little disconcerting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it's just not pretty, you know. I mean, <laughs> big, and, big back like on a I woman's said. not a good look. <laughs> to my, no, but like, I don't want to be reminded well, that when I'm hitting it from the back, it's like, whoa, wait a minute. You have to look, like, around, you gotta look around. Let me see your face again. Okay, just make, just <laughs> just checking, just checking. That, that's, you're like, I just want to see if I was like lifting next to you. That's why, as we discussed on a previous episode, since you're that's a gateway drug to homosexuality. There's 
there's nothing wrong with homosexuality if that's your thing, but you know, just be careful, guys. That's like that joke Anthony Andrew Dice Clay made. You know, some guys are born gay, other guys catch it, and this could be the <laughs> way you may catch it. You know? Other guys catch it. Oh my god, you're so funny. That's awesome. Oh man, yeah, he's he's hilarious. He does he does he's he's in town. I think every other month, Lisa Andrew Dice Clay does a residence gig at Hard Rock. He's still really funny. But, he uh, is. He is very, very funny. Very irreverent, man. So he's. he's I like that kind of humor. But uh, getting yeah. back this this whole fitness figure thing, was you brought up you brought up so many good points, and then and and you also brought up a great point that you look healthy and lean all year round. So that's one of those things where yeah. what I like about what you're talking about, Lisa, is what you do. You can sustain for as long as you want, right? At least you know, absolutely for a long time. Anyway, we don't know about forever, but for definitely a long time. Forever, and- <laughs> Mike. Benjamin Buttons. I age backwards. That's what yeah. I say. I'm like Benjamin Buttons. I don't age. I'm just she's, uh, she's on the Ray Kurzweil program. She's getting ready for this. <laughs> Lisa's getting ready for the singularity. You, so we we may be we may be able to jump on. But, uh, <laughs> but but I think you bring up a good point because I've met many fitness competitors who come to me with serious endocrine problems. And they'll send you photos of what they look like now, and they look like they never competed in anything. You're like, whoa, what happened? Mm-hmm. See photos oh. of them when they competed, and they're all ripped and lean and so forth. And then you see what they look like now, and they've put on 40, 50 pounds sometimes because they oh my God. sometimes they're often shocked how fast they gain weight because they do a competition. Oh, yeah. And then literally within a week afterwards, they put on 15 pounds. 20 pounds. It's Easy. Yeah, 15 or 20. What is going, no- and it, goes crazy it's driving them crazy well how about this this is really funny i used to work for pro lab i was a sponsored athlete so i would do all the booths you know at the shows the olympia the arnold and this girl comes up at the i think the olympia expo she comes walking up and she just looked like regular girl and she she shows me this picture of herself that she was the ifbb pro she goes i'm looking for a sponsor is anybody here to talk to she was completely out of shape I'm like, who goes around holding a photo of themselves? If you're trying to get sponsorship, <laughs> wouldn't you like come to the booth in shape? Like I was shredded right, at our right. booth and I'm not a pro. I was just a national level competitor. And I was looking at her like, are you for real? You just like walked up and handed me your photo. Like, here's me when I actually care. <laughs> and here's me now. You know, I just feel like. No, that's a good I point. Like, yeah. when, I, when I went looking for a job at Sapphires as a dancer, I mean, I made a point <laughs> of being in the best shape possible, you know. <laughs> <laughs> did you have a bow tie on and no shirt? No, I, but I, I brought I brought I brought two kettlebells because that's part of my routine. But, you know, that's my story. <laughs> no, that, that's, oh my gosh, that, that's a good point that you're walking around with a photo of yourself. Hey, here's what I she used to look like. You know, like she's going through. I know. I was like, I, like, like, I, was, I was embarrassed for her. No, like I was yeah, seriously embarrassed for her. I thought, okay, that's embarrassing that you're not even in the shape coming to the Olympia Expo, like. Uh, you should have walked into this joint like showing your abs and spray tanned up and everything like you, you know look so good trying to get you want people coming up to you saying do you want us yeah you know like that kind of exactly <laughs> like hey are you a pro <laughs> yeah yeah exactly i know people just don't you know what i mean like some of these girls i wonder too if it's like is it that always that like they've screwed up their their body or are they in a state of depression because yeah. when you finish a show it's kind of like that anticlimactic thing where sure, you're yeah. like oh it's now. over now yeah and now uh, i have no reason uh, to eat this chicken breast other than to just do it <laughs> right you know you know i'd like here's something funny too i remember the jared guy from the subway commercials yeah, yeah. 
Well, I used to be a dealer at the, uh, at the Rio. I used to deal cards and he was sitting on my table one time and I'll never forget this. Like I, I never pay attention to anything like that, but I was, I was really into fitness and figure back then. And Monica Brandt, I think you know who Monica is, right? She was always somebody <laughs> yeah, that I looked up well. to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, she was always somebody I really admired and looked up to. I, I love her. Well, the, 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 uh, one of the customers was talking to Jarrett and then Jarrett had to get up and go to the restroom and he goes, you know who that was? That was Jarrett from Subway. And I said, yeah. And, and he goes, well, he lost all that weight. And I go, so what? I said, you know what? Good for him. I'm happy he lost weight. I said, but why don't people admire people like Monica Brandt? He goes, who's that? I go, exactly. She's somebody who's never been out of shape a day in her life. That, I go, how about that? I've, I, and, I, I've, and, I've thought about that all the time. That's such a good point. And I was like, why is it that like to be a successful trainer, I have to show myself as like a, like a heavy overweight person. Right. And now here's my before, but now that I lost weight, now I want to help you too. And that makes me more of a credible person. Right. Like you see that a lot where people will be no, like, right. well, now I'm a trainer and I was overweight, which is awesome for them. I'm happy for them, but that shouldn't make you appeal more to people because you were once like, like, you know, out of shape or whatever at your no, it's worst more point. impressive if you were never out of shape. It's like I've been working exactly. since I was 18 and I'm 45 now and I'm still in great exactly. shape. That would be like, like whoa, I'd be like, impressive. Yeah, you show me the way. Not somebody who just for two years decided to get on it. Because you don't know what's going to happen two years from now. Maybe they'll get tired of eating chicken breast and want a ho-ho or whatever. <laughs> no, you look, at, look at all the biggest loser winners out there. And everybody's like, oh, my God, yeah. did you see her? And then two years later, oh, my God, have you seen her? <laughs> yeah, but, but why is it that those people are the ones that get put on the pedestal? I think well, that, you, like you know, like I said, I used Monica Brand as my example back then because she was always the person that I looked at you know, before I really started getting in fitness. And I... I absolutely love her still to this day. I think she's so awesome. And she's going to be at City Athletic Club where I work. She's going to be hosting her fem camp there, I think, on the oh, 17th yeah. of this month or something. Oh, really? So I'll get to see her again. Yeah, I'll, she is I'll, just I'll hit really, her up, actually. So I'll stop by. Yeah, she's incredible. So, you know, people like that are the ones that I look up to and wow. I admire. And, of course, I mean, you know, obviously I help people who aren't in the best shape get into better shape and feel good about themselves. And I'm happy to do that. But I'm just saying, like, for the average society to look at I don't know. Maybe well, they the feel thing. like they it's relate the to them. Yeah, it's the average society it, because they don't. When they look at someone like you, Mike, myself, Monica, in their minds, for some reason, they think that we just came out of the womb ripped. You know, yeah. and so they look it's at like someone, they look at somebody like Jared it. because they can relate to Jared because a lot of them pretty much are not taking care of themselves. They're the average Joe that pretty much they go to work all day, work 60, 70 hours a week, come home dead Eat tired. They're not having sex with their <laughs> wife. They can't stand yeah. their wife. You know, they're, yeah, like you said, they're stopping the subway and they're getting that first thing in the morning because that's where they're getting breakfast now because they're serving breakfast. And then they go there for lunch. Then they go yeah. there for dinner and they pick up for the rest of their family. They don't talk. Everybody's on their phone, their laptop, eating the subway sandwiches. Girl, then they watch TV. Other. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, so true. and if they're so missing, true. that means they're in the bathroom blowing it up. And <laughs> then next thing you know, they go to bed and they start their day all over again. So they can relate to Jerry. They can't relate to you. It's like, wait a minute, you're eating healthy all year round, but like, yeah, it mm. seems untouchable. But you know, you, I, it, it, I'm really glad you brought up that point, Lisa, because I, I think about that often. I think I've even gone on little rants about that before because what, it, it's it's it's, it's such it's <laughs> yeah, no, it's not crazy. No, it, it's such a good point though, is that you, someone who's dedicated themselves to being fit and strong and you've done it for 20 30 years and then that's not as impressive as someone who's been fat their entire life and then lost the weight and they started becoming a trainer and like you said not to diminish that accomplishment because it's a great accomplishment but you have to you have to put things in a proper context and then and then you also ha you also have to look at you know how long are they going to sustain that because it's 
it's like someone who gets in the business and they go, you know, I, I made six figures my fourth year in, and then, but that was ten years ago, and they haven't done it since, <laughs> you know. So it's, <laughs> it's it's not quite the same and thing they spent as sustaining seven that. Figures. Yeah, 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 exactly. And then again, they have side jobs. Now. And the question is always, how did you get there? Like they always see the picture right then, just like we see things on YouTube. We don't know what happens before that video was filmed. Just like we don't know what happened when he got those six figures. What did he do to get those six figures? Or when someone that average Joe cut all that weight and and did everything, what did they do leading up to that? That's the thing is like you don't know exactly what it took for them to do that and why and if you knew would you still glorify that is it still right. worth it when you look at us and think like oh what you guys do that takes a lot of work and I'm just trying to look for something you know that I can do well if you look at some of these people that you're deifying right now would you want to go the route that they went to get there as well I mean you got to ask yourself you don't we don't know the full pic we don't know the entire picture just like uh, we're talking yes. about with these bodybuilders and and these fitness competitors we don't you see the memes and you get all motivated on Monday and you know your timeline on Facebook is all these motivational quotes and all these people with their six packs and they're in the gym taking selfies, you know, and doing all this stuff. Selfies. And, and, you, and you're <laughs> or, motivated. Or in, the ba- or in the bathroom since you're taking selfies. Exactly, which is but like first, creepy. let me take a selfie. I'm like, creepy. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, you're taking pictures in a gym bathroom. Like, shouldn't, be, shouldn't there be like a rule against this? <laughs> so okay. yeah. I know people are doing that everywhere. People are, you know what? I wouldn't even take selfies if I, if I wasn't like, you know, a lot of mine are just for work, like, especially since I'm an ambassador for Reebok and, you know, they want us to show our clothes and everything like that. And they do, they have like some really awesome stuff. So, you know, I take, you know, my photos of that. I, I really like enjoy taking pictures of my dogs more than anything. Like, right. I'd rather, like I'm always at the dog park, yeah, I'm, I'm videoing everybody's dog and doing all that. Cause that's so much more fun to me. I think they should just have like, well, they used to have dog book where it was like Facebook for dogs. Right. <laughs> well, now you got a lot of people creating like Instagrams for their dogs now, which is like a lot more fun than seeing their owners posting, po- you know, selfies of the I know. The well, actually, I follow I follow Bella the Bichon Frise. Oh, she's, Hamlet she's the Frenchie. She's a cute follow little Hamlet Bichon. The yeah. Hamlet is my, that's my boy right there. I love Hamlet, man. <laughs> I should make a separate page for my Reggie and Ricky. They're yeah, so cute. I thought about cute. that about Austin, spread- but then I was like, eh, you know, that's just a little creepy. That's, all, that's, <laughs> that's like two, that's two snapshots away from being the cat lady, so I don't think I want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> or wait, that's already another account I have to create. It's more work for me. Exactly. I'll just they could just share my account. My yeah, because my like, little chihuahua, my little chihuahua, he's so funny because he loves to chase the uh, at the dog park. He chases the pit bulls up the other side, so they like wait for him and they'll bargain, bargain him, and then he'll be like, eh, "If I feel like it, I'll come over there." You know, he kind of like taunts them a little bit, but it's so funny. So I just like that's the thing. It's like I'm really into online if i'm looking at things i love you know animal stuff and things sure. like that and, you know trying to rescue dogs and yeah. whatnot because yeah. there's Lots a lot out there that like you know a lot of these animals they don't have a voice so they need us to help them and sure. thank god for social media because like that's how i got my dad to adopt he's got two big dogs now that he adopted from a local shelter in ohio that i found them on facebook and i'm like you have got to go get these dogs out of there because they're going to die in that shelter that's how we ended up and he did he went and got them yeah 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 because it it's like facebook. you know what i mean yeah, and it's just like and I found him and it was so funny cuz when they posted that the dogs had been adopted and I saw a bunch of people were offering on the on the thread and I was like, "Oh, okay, somebody got him." And then I said, "Oh, that's nice. I'm glad they got a home." And they were like, "No, your dad came and got him." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I better call him. <laughs> no, that's cool. That's cool because I always say that social media can be used for so much good, but the problem is, is that most people use it for so much narcissism. And oh, that's, you know what? I was just saying that today. No, because I was just saying that today. I'm glad, I'm glad people are on 
yeah, it's all about how many likes did I get? How many followers do I oh, have? Gosh, who's watching yeah. me? Who's loving me? Who's loving me today? How many followers, <laughs> so, like, how many followers do I have? Oh, damn. I only have like 2,000. I only have 10,000. I need more I followers. I'm going to buy more followers. Oh, Wait a minute. What are you buying even... followers? Are you buying friends? You know, fake friends? That's what all... Oh, that's sad. Well, the <laughs> well, thing about what's... doing that is that those are people that are never going to benefit your business or they're not, not going to engage exactly. in anything that you're doing. So why waste your money? Exactly. You know? Right. Yeah. I mean, cause like I look at my Twitter, it's still slowly growing. I get like 10 to 14 people a day, but I've been on there since 2008. Yeah. So it took me what, how many years ago is that? Six years ago. It took exactly. me six years to get 20, you know, 20,000. But, but, but those are organic followers. For the yes. Most part. That's, yeah, oh, and that's totally. what matters. Organic. And, is my thing is yeah. you got all those and numbers. Every day, how many are buying stuff from you? And every how many day are they engage with me. Exactly. Yeah, every day I've got people talking to me and asking me questions, and that's where social media is really, really beneficial. I don't want so, yeah, so followers um, and all they do. I, I still get replies from the same two. The math doesn't add up. <laughs> you know, it's just, yeah, well, there's and also people your mom. on there, too. No, but you got <laughs> you to remember, though, too, though, a lot of people, they want to follow you, but they just might not want to talk about it. You know, they might like all of your content and they might want to look at what you're doing or listen to your podcast, but they may never let you know that. And there's a lot of people out there that do that too. Cause I've sold my DVDs to a few people just recently that I'm like, that name looks familiar. And then I saw, I had retweets from these people. They've never spoke to me. They've right. never commented on anything, but they've retweeted me here, here and there. And I was like, where's that name? Sounds so familiar. Well, I, I, I know. That's another good Twitter. thing. That's another good thing about having a lot of guys who follow him on the down low. So that, that's a well-known, that's a, <laughs> that, you know, the thing about the down low, I'll never know. To my, like R. Kelly said, <laughs> I'll never have to know. Okay. So whatever they do, whatever they like, Hey man, that's your business. Keep it to yourself. Okay. <laughs> I, I oh like, my god you guys are a so big fan of sincere but don't tell anyone <laughs> <laughs> yeah i need mike to do like a shout out for me get me some of his fan followers on my page i put up really cool stuff though too though like i try to give them videos and all kinds of really cool things and yeah. you know but some people people i think a lot of people want to follow you like i said and they don't really engage that much you know so kind of like one of those things where it's up to them and it's you know as long as they're at least benefiting from some of your content that's what's important you know but the key word is content and that's what you do lisa is you're putting up content you put up a lot of video calls, nutrition time. tips you're writing stuff oh you're, you're, guess what i'm doing you're, now you're very content driven this is exciting for me this guess what i'm doing now so i'm an ambassador for fitfluential uh -huh. and they're a social media company we're like an online um it's it's how do i describe it it's kind of like a big group of bloggers, bloggers, um, trainers, whatever athletes. And we all have content that we spread throughout the internet about fitness. So we all, so if you're an ambassador for them, we just use the hashtag fitfluential and, um, big brands contact fitfluential. So when they want to do a campaign, like that's how Reebok found me. So they wanted to have some ambassadors and everything. So they went through fitfluential and they got some people who we already have our own audience. So we're spreading the content to our audience. So it's kind of like how big, you know, companies are trying to grow their businesses is through regular people like myself and the other ambassadors. So they asked me to blog on their website as the official kettlebell expert. So I was really excited. So I wrote my first post the other day and I submitted it. So when it comes out, I'll let you know, but it's like, I made a new video to go with it. Cause I thought my first post is about the difference of what, why you shouldn't use kettlebells like dumbbells. And I give really good examples of what's going on like with a kettlebell and why you shouldn't use it like a dumbbell. Because like how we talked about earlier, a lot of people just start using, you know, they want to use the kettlebell, but then they just act like it's a dumbbell. Right. 
you know, and so, so I'm excited about that. And then I have the men's health book. They use me as one of their experts. Also, they have a book coming out in September on kettlebells, dumbbells and sandbags. So they had me provide some material for them as well. So that's exciting. And that'll be out in September. Oh, very cool. That's awesome stuff. Well, anything else you're working on? You have any new videos or courses or any well, I, I actually, I'm working on an online course now. It's going to be a while before I'm done with it because I'm just in the very early stages of it. But I'm also redoing my YouTube channel. So I'm kind of like doing more along the lines of my brand, which is Kettlebell Bombshell. So I'm kind of doing it in the retro look now, which I thought was would be kind of fun. Oh, yeah, I saw the you pin know, up, since the most pin up picture of you the other day. Yeah. And I did that on myself, like, you know, cause it's actually that, that look is not that easy to, you know, do to make it look nice. Like, I mean, there's, those hairstyles are, you know, pretty tricky. So I was like, I'm going to, I'm just going to try it myself. Cause I was going to have my hairdresser do it. And I thought, well, why should I pay all this money? And what, you know, it's going to take time to get an appointment and everything. I want to make some videos like now. So I started uploading, you know, some new stuff. So I'm going to make a whole bunch of new videos like that in my retro look. So I thought that would be kind of fun. Cool. Awesome. And different, because who works out in pinup style on the internet? Really, nobody. No. So I figured I might as well. You know, besides, you know, besides, besides my brand. Besides Bob Guerin, I don't know. I think you're the only one. Jab, jab, poor Bob. I know, I know, I know. Bob's a big fan of the show. I know, I know. Bob's a big fan of the show. So I wanted to. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Back up. Wait a minute. Lisa's like, really? He does. Tomorrow. I mean, I mean, Bob know, is really nice though. He's the, the guy, nice the guy, guy has eaten bugs. So who knows? <laughs> Nothing's off. Yeah. That, that's another story altogether. We'll have to save that. Is that another a YouTube joke it. that I don't know about? No, no okay, it's, 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 okay, a, it's a, it's a literal joke is no, what that is yeah, because Bob it's something that actually happened. <laughs> oh my goodness. He went through, he went through a phase where he went all Thailand on us for a little while. Really? It's on YouTube. Yeah. Oh, I don't think I could watch that because I bugs disgust me. Like I get so I'm afraid of bugs. Like I mean, <laughs> they creep me out. I get like, oh my god, I get itchy when I even think of them. Like, no, thank you. <laughs> I found two scorpions in my. I found two scorpions. Thank God, a year ago in my condo, and I had never. I've lived here for almost what 22 years, and I've never yeah. seen a scorpion in my life. And I've I been found stunk, two. I've been stung three times. Oh That's, my ow. gosh, that yeah. is. I think I remember that when that happened to you. I think you posted something online. Trip one time. I came back from Holland. I was in my kitchen. Just got back from the airport. 30 minutes in there. I'm just making something to eat. And then I feel this sharp pain in my foot. And I'm like, fuck. <gasps> the scorpion down there. And, I, and this, that, that was the third time I had been stung. And a lot of people freak out when they get stung by scorpions because you can end up in the hospital. You can, If you have a serious allergy to it, it can be a pretty big deal. So the, the first time I got stung, I, I just looked at this, the sting point to see if it was going to swell up or anything. And it didn't, and then I, I called a pest control guy in, talked to him about it, cleaned up my house. And he basically said, look, if you have a healthy immune system, you probably don't have anything to worry about. So he looked at the sting bite, and this was several hours after it. It didn't swell up or anything. I actually had to fly out the next day. To good Look to at go. how Mike's like so masculine. He's like, I just looked at He's it. He's looked at the sting point like, like, you know, yeah, like, you little bitch. He's That's like, all you well, got. He like, <laughs> no, like he flicked, he flicked the scorpion off of him, and then he was petting it. It was his no, friend. Nothing, 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 I got stung by a scorpion in my bed. That freaked me out. <gasps> I felt this. Oh, my sting, God. I felt this sting near the armpit. And I was like, what the hell is that? And I looked over and I saw a scorpion. I was like, ah! Yeah. 
I, I punched it. It killed it. it that thing, that now, thing. could it sting you multiple times? Can no, the same one sting one. you? Yeah, it's done. But me can one. the same one sting you multiple I times? I don't know. That's a not good trying, question. Not trying to experiment well, to find that out. Sitting, uh, yeah, exactly. Theoretically. Wait, no, you know what? I was sitting on my couch and I saw it on the wall and it was like eh, maybe five feet away from me and I saw its tail curled up and I thought, what the heck is that? And I looked, and I'm like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. So I started immediately like freaking out. Cause I'm so afraid of bugs. So it went in my bathroom and it hurried up, didn't like that room. And it came back and it started crawling toward me. And my, you know, my little dogs are on the couch with me. And I was, I was screaming like my neighbor thought I was being murdered. <laughs> so I got a frying pan and I smashed it really hard and it like did like a triple flip in the air and then it landed on its back and it was dead and I, I had to suck it up with the vacuum because I didn't even want to touch it I was like <laughs> then I take it out to the trash I'm like oh my god my neighbor's like are you okay I thought you were being attacked I'm like no I found a scorpion like that's how bad I was I was so scared because I'm like those things can hurt you I just I just ugh. so living in the desert is not that fun when it comes to that yeah especially if you have a lot of palm trees I mean my house has five palm trees in the back and that attracts the scorpions quite a bit so I mean so I, I have to have yeah but where I'm at right now I don't really have any palm trees in here but I don't know how they get how they got in here but they they're, they're, but they say you can't really get rid of them but if you just cut off their food supply by having an exterminator then they go away because they don't have anything to eat right, right. that's right exactly. yeah those are brutal no, that, <laughs> that's, that's, that's not pleasant. That's for sure. So, okay, Lisa, where can, where can people find out more about you? What's your, what's your website, your Twitter feeds, things like that? Kettlebellbombshell.com is my website. My Instagram is kettlebellbombshell. What? <laughs> I was just, <laughs> I'm like, I was, what? You know, bomb. I was trying to, I was trying to oh. you know, bomb. You're like, kettlebell. You were doing the sound okay, effect. You're like, that was classic. Class. Kettlebellbombshell.com. Boom. What? what? <laughs> I, was like, I was like, drop, drop the bomb on your workout program. No, and then my my. I was trying to be slightly guys. witty there. Come on, you ruined that. No kettlebell bomb. So I, was like, <laughs> I was like, what? Defuse that bomb really quickly. <laughs> yeah, it's just a bomb. Oh my god! So I just made my new logo too, and I'm gonna and I'm having pants uh, designs. So I'm gonna sell some apparel here in the future, which which will be cool. So they could get that on my website too. So kettlebellbombshell.com, and then if you follow me on Twitter, it's at kbellbombshell because I couldn't fit all those characters on there, so it's just kbell instead of kettlebell. And are you kbell a- bombshell? And my Facebook fan page is is uh, is also kettlebell bombshell. So it's pretty easy. It's all pretty much the same. Uh, is are you available for private lessons in Vegas, Lisa? Classes or? Yes, yes, I do. I don't really do classes. I have one group of six. Uh, you know, six people that work out together, but they're already, they've been working out for a long time together. So that's just all I do as far as a group goes. If it's an advanced person that knows how to do jerks and snatches already, and they've been doing it, then they can come to that. But I don't teach like a beginner one yet. I may, I may add, you know, add something in there, but right now the way it's working out for me, I just primarily do private instruction and, um, you know, like, I think, I think that it's, it's worked out better for me to do the one-on-one training, you know, so I do have that one group, but, um, yeah, so so that is what I do in Vegas, and they can also get my instructional DVDs that have three workouts on them. There's there's two you know two two different DVDs that each of them have instruction and three workouts, which are you know pretty good workouts too. The advanced one is pretty intense, so it is very advanced. So I you know I try to let people know that, but a lot of times people will buy them both together, so they will plan on working up to the second one, which is also great. And then on my YouTube, I have tons of free stuff on YouTube. So if they're interested in that, that's also another option. And that I believe that's just under my name, 
Because when I started my YouTube channel, it was before I had my kettlebell bombshell stuff. So okay. I think it's just under Lisa Baylash. Awesome. awesome. Well, great stuff, Lisa. Thanks a lot Thank for coming on. Thank you so on. much. Yeah, it was Thank great having you. Thank you so much you. for having me, and it was so fun. And you guys are a riot, so I always enjoy <laughs> always enjoy talking to Mike, too, because he's so much fun. But thanks again, and have a great rest of your week, and yeah, talk you to too. you soon. And then, yeah. Okay, bye. Awesome. Thanks again, Lisa. So that's Lisa Bayless. Check out her information. A lot of cool free information. And I, I like how honest she was with a lot of things on the show today because we've had – We've had guests before where we're trying to get good information and they're just not giving us anything. Yeah, they're sugar and, and, and that's move. why and that's why you haven't heard them because we didn't release those episodes. You know? <laughs> because Look, guess what, man. folks? If an episode sucks, we're not gonna release it. We're not gonna just release it because we recorded it. There have been times where we talked to someone and you're like, you know what? That episode sucked. That so sucked, it's, not, it's or, never gonna see the light of day. <laughs> exactly. So or they're just trying to be very political and not trying to, you know, give it Look, dude, if you can't be truthful, this is not the show for you. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's just not the show for you. So, yeah, man. But that was cool. That was good. Yeah. Now, now, if you now, you know what? It's really cool, folks. Using coupon code LLA to get ten percent off our products. So you can go to MikeMahler.com and use coupon code LLA to get ten percent off my testosterone booster, best one by far out there. It's the best natural testosterone booster you're ever gonna find. So don't bother looking for anything else. And then use that coupon code to get my restores on. If you listen to the episode with Dr. Wong where we talked about the benefits of systemic enzymes, it's time to say screw fish oil and all this other stuff that doesn't do jack in comparison and get on systemic enzymes. Nothing's going to lower your C-reactive protein better than it. Nothing's going to help you with your workout recovery better than systemic enzymes. Everybody should be on it, especially Mm -hmm. if you work out hard. And then get on my recovery oil. Get a good night of sleep at night. Get that transdermal magnesium, zinc, MSM in your body. You're going to get deep sleep. You're going to get better workouts. That, that trifecta of these three products is my top seller right now because people buy them individually and then they realize, man, I'm going to take all three of these together and get really good results. So use that coupon code for that. You can use it for my T-shirts, my videos, my eBooks, the whole shebang. And then just a, a quick update on the course. We'll, we'll, we will have information on how to register for the course next week on our respective websites, so we'll talk more about that later. But what can they use that coupon code for with you, Sincere? And go over to newwarriortraining.com and use that same coupon code, LLA, and you will get 30% off of, for, for the time being, for May, you'll get 30% off of my bodyweight training DVD. So you can train anywhere, anyhow, it does not matter, no excuses. You don't have to worry about equipment. And it doesn't matter who you are, whether you're age 7 to 70, you can still use this DVD and still get in shape. Or you can also use that same coupon code and get 30% off of my weight management course, my weight management one-on-one course, which will teach you pretty much how to incorporate the supplements that you're getting from Mike with the training that you're getting from my DVD and his DVDs, as well as taking control of the rest of your life and managing all that stress and really being healthy and strong without any BS or any lies or anything like that. So hop over there, use that coupon code LLA for that. Again, 30% off for the rest of May. Until June, and then it'll be 10% off. So just go ahead and take advantage of that now because starting in June, I've got something for you coffee lovers out there that's coming. And oh, yeah. I, I don't want that product to be purchased for 30% off. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's just not happening. But, <laughs> you know, but 10% off would be good starting in June. But right now, use that coupon code in May and get 30% off of the products I have currently over at my website. And that, that includes the wellness code as well. So oh, cool. get on it, folks, before. June gets here, and you can still use that coupon code in June, but you're going to love it, you coffee lovers out there. You know I've had some things brewing 
Pun, yeah. pun intended. Okay. <laughs> so stay tuned for Got that. Got some stuff grinding. Some stuff <laughs> yeah, grinding. I've been away. on the grind, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> no, right, that's folks. not that's not cool, man. All right, folks. We'll see you next time.